Hey everybody, my name is Jessica Swan and welcome to the first episode of Swan Thoughts. Today I am joined by my friend Tabitha Sewell and we will be discussing our thoughts on the 80s movie Heathers and Heathers the Musical. Tabitha and I met last semester in the spring in front of our theatrical heritage classroom on the first day of classes. Tabitha was a student in Georgia College's early college program but has now graduated from high school and will be attending Wesleyan College in the fall where she plans to major in advertising marketing communications and minor in theater. I first wanted to thank you, Tabitha, for being with me here today. Um, I'm really excited for us to have our conversation and to hear your thoughts about everything Heather's related. So we can just jump right in. And I would like to know if you had to choose between Heather's the musical or the movie, which would you prefer? I think I would have to choose the musical, but I just I just love to have a soundtrack to jam out to in my car. So that's the main reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I've seen the movie, I think, like four times now, which doesn't sound like a lot. But like I watched the movie on my own before we watched it in class. And then I watched the movie in class. And then I made my boyfriend watch the movie with me because he was going with me to see the show. Yeah. on campus and then I think after the musical I just watched it again for fun um but I do love the soundtrack though I also jam in the car and I make my boyfriend sit and just like listen to it with me even though he's not a musical person I need car jams I need cartoons and I know Heather's has some good songs <laughs> I know and we're gonna get into the songs such as if you had to pick your favorite song which would you pick just like right off the bat one favorite song Freeze your brain. Really? Yes. Easily. Uh, it's such a... Words cannot describe. I just love the song. I love JD's story, and he's a weirdly relatable character in certain ways, so I guess I do automatically feel very drawn to his big solo piece. Um, and just the emotional the emotions within the lyrics while still being a really fun surface level song there's so much hidden within it uh and also the key change uh like three quarters of the way through is just beautiful mm. perfect <laughs> i know when i heard that song originally i just thought it like i thought it was kind of weird just because, yeah. like, freeze your brain, like, what? Like, just listening to the, the title of it, I just didn't really understand. But once I heard it, I was like, oh, okay. It makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Um, but my favorite song, if I had to pick one, would definitely be Dead Girl Walking. Just because I love, like, how it's so upbeat. And, um, like, it's also kind of relatable. Like, especially... For me, like when I broke up with my ex, it's just like you just want to do anything you can to just like get into a, like a new headspace, even though she wasn't in a recent breakup at that point. Friend breakup, definitely. And yeah. A very uh, chaotic one at that. <laughs> oh, yeah. What would you say is one part that's shown like in the movie that's not in the musical or vice versa? Like I have one in mind, one scene, but what do you think? Um, like one think, important part maybe that's left out in one or the other. Yeah, 
I think um, they handled uh, Kurt and Ram's funeral. The two, the movie and the musical handled them very differently in that the movie, you are told about the whole plot of, okay, now the school thinks they're gay and um, feels bad for them and pities them and loves them. But in the musical, they take it, like, a mile further. And, you know, there's this whole song where the dads suddenly are loving and accepting of gay people and are gay themselves. And it's a very weird progression that... Right. It doesn't quite make sense. But um, I think the musical definitely takes it a bit further. And it fits with their whole the whole theme of, like, people's stories when they die are told by the people that survive them, you know? Yeah. Get to tell your story. Somebody else is going to do that for you. And the musical has that as a pretty strong theme. So it makes sense that they put more um, into Kurt and Ram's death and their funeral than the movie did. Do you wish that the movie, obviously the musical came out after the movie, but do you wish that, the movie had sort of pushed that theme a little bit more like they did in the musical? Or do you think the movie was fine on its own the way they handled it? I think the movie just had it a lot subtler underneath stuff. Um, But uh, I feel like it could have been more explicit, but at the same time, it's a classic for being made the way that it was. Right. I think with the amount of other stuff in there, it might have been hard to put a lot more focus on, like, their, on Kurt and Ram and um, Heather and how the students manipulated the story. Well, I definitely think the ending, like, I know in the movie, when JD, like, has the bomb strapped to himself, you know, he is in front of the school like, I know in the movie, and then, um, like, it goes off and obviously kills him, but then I believe in the musical, it's supposed to be out, like, in the football field, but I don't know. I wish that they had more stuck to the movie. I don't know. To me, it just kind of, like, changed the ending a little bit too much for me. I definitely agree. It was, it was weird, because the movie, by the time you get to the end of the movie, Veronica has very much denounced JD. She is not a part of his schemes anymore, and she understands that what he's done is wrong. Uh, and then when he blows up, she's so unsympathetic, she stands there and lights a cigarette on his burning body. Yeah, like over his ashes. Yeah. Um, and then in the musical, it's this really sad, it's beautifully composed, but it's this really sad, like, our she's still in love with him and she's sad that he's dying and uh, all this stuff. And it, it twisted it in a certain way that doesn't quite make sense, you know? Right. Yeah. Like it's almost two totally different endings. Oh yeah. What is your opinion on the fact that obviously we just talked about the ending. So we'll talk about the beginning of both the movie and the musical Um, in the movie. It kind of jumps right in to where Veronica has already met the Heathers and they're already all friends together. Whereas in the musical, it kind of goes in and explains how they met, why they met, um, 
and how they became friends? I think part of it might be it having been so long since the movie came out and the movie wasn't even that big of a hit when it did come out. It was more of a cult favorite. Like it had a smaller following. So when at the time of the musical being produced, a lot of people probably may not have known about the movie. And so it could have been just a way of a little more backstory to the characters and it also I feel like gives Veronica more of an arc and that you see her come from a normal teenager to becoming a Heather and falling in line with the horribleness of the group right. and then coming back down to wanting to be a normal teenager and it it's a little more of an arc in that you can see her grow fall and then grow again (laughs) yeah (laughs) no I definitely agree I also think that it really does show like give her more of a character arc like you said because you actually kind of see how they met why they became friends in the first place um whereas in the movie it doesn't really show like even how they met like yeah when it just opens up they're already friends I'm a backstory kind of person I always like to know every single detail that I can know I love to have the entire just history of a character. The song by Big Fun, Teenage Suicide, Don't Do It. um, It was a really big theme kind of throughout the movie between JD and Veronica and their relationship. But why do you think that it was included in the movie, but they didn't even mention it in the musical? I guess from a producer standpoint, a bit of a PR move of, you know, having... To have such a focus on a song that's so explicitly about suicide, I guess, which is weird because, you know, that's like half of the musical. Like, it's a very big part of the show. The musical showed the connection between Veronica and JD and like had their own, they created their own theme kind of with like our love is God thing that it's not in there because it was such a big part of the movie. You have, um, it becomes the theme song for suicide. Right. Basically. (laughs) So as we had just kind of mentioned, the movie came out in the late eighties. Um, do you think that the stereotypes that are found within Heather's both in the movie and the musical are still relevant to kind of today's high school society or like high school's culture? What do you think? The major stereotypes, you know, the mean, the pretty mean girls, the uh, gross jocks, you know, <laughs> they're very extreme versions of uh, stock characters. And in our class, we started a little bit of a section on melodrama, which talks mm-hmm. about, you know, it's a type of theater that really focuses in on uh, black and white, good and bad, uh, and very extreme, but easily recognizable archetypes. And that's what a lot of the characters in this show are. And you definitely have those people to a certain extent today in high school. I feel like it's not as extreme and it's the form of the bullying and the inter 
student relationships and hierarchy and politics is a lot sneakier and subtler than the movie or the musical makes it out to be. It's, you know, backhanded comments and uh, rumor mills and stuff like that versus in the movie and the musical, it's very much um, very aggressive bullying. And um, it's always like in your face. Yeah. Whereas I feel like, and I feel like this has been the case for a while modern teenagers it's a lot more subtle and snide remarks and just Mm -hmm. kind of hidden under false positivity and niceness a lot Mm -hmm. of the time and plus you know today with you know technology and social media or whatever a lot of that bullying has just kind of moved online so yeah you might get like you know, the hate comments or the ugly DMs, all that kind of stuff. Like, you may not see that in a classroom anymore because it's all happening on their phones. People suck. And (laughs) (laughs) I mean, people suck. And going online gives them the anonymity they need to just say whatever they want. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I know you and I, we had different, you know, high school experiences. You know, I know you were in the early college program at Georgia College and in high school, I was in a STEM program, so I didn't have that every day, you know, seven class periods a day, different people each class. I was in a classroom with, like, the same 24 people, like, every class. We would just, like, move together from one class to the next, um, oh. and we were all, like, it was just kind of, like, one big family, really. I mean, you had little cliques within the classroom, like, everyone had their friend group, But we were also like, you know, one big family, like we did pool parties, stuff like that. Public high school is a bit different. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Public high school is totally different than that. I only really did one year with the traditional public high school experience because early college is its 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 own thing compared to Baldwin. But Baldwin, the one year I spent there was in my ninth grade over dramatic mind. It sure did feel like Heather's. (laughs) Oh, really? Uh, it's just like, because especially when you're like in ninth grade, everything means so much to you when in reality, a lot of it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and so the small little things in my in your brain blow up to big like chaos. But yeah, it was very, you can see those, um, where those archetypes and stereotypes of characters really stem from. But both the movie and the musical do take it to a bit of an extreme in order to, like, say their message. A lot of people compare Heathers to Mean Girls. And I know Mean Girls just recently came out with their own musical. I haven't seen it yet. But I know just thinking about the movie Mean Girls, I've seen it a bunch of times. Um, What do you think about people making the comparison between the two? I think it makes sense because Mean Girls... I don't know how true this is, but it really feels like Mean Girls, the movie itself, was made as a modern take on Heathers because it has a lot of the same, it's a very similar plot. And characters, it tames it down a little bit and was released for a bit more of a, I think it was like 2000s or something that Mean Girls came out. I think so, maybe late 2000s. Yeah, 
And so it just kind of was a more modern version of Heather's with less death and sex. Right, so, yeah. Um, which was interesting. So I understand why people compare it, but as far as the musicals, um, they're very different. It's hard to describe it, but like Heather's has a lot more of a punk, rocky, poppy, or like a aggressive alternative sound to a lot of the songs. The only real exception to that would be like Lifeboat and Kindergarten Boyfriend, which are softer. But even though, even like Lifeboat, there's a lot of like electric guitar and very like hard sounds. Whereas Mean Girls is very poppy. Okay. um, You know, bright and not happy, but you get the closest you get to like that Heather sound is I'd rather be me, which is ironically, um, it's Janice Ian's song in Mean Girls, who is played in the musical by Barrett Wilbert Weed, who originated Veronica Sawyer on in Off Broadway. Same actress, um, and it's just a trend of you know I don't care, screw the world, screw the government, um, <laughs> you know in-your-face characters, even though Veronica's not as intense as Janice Ian. Um, (laughs) But they have the same... So, I'd Rather Be Me sounds kind of similar to the Heather soundtrack, but the rest of the Mean Girls track listing, it's very poppy, and it's a little more bouncy and bright. Yes, some of them, the actual, like, the beats of the songs might be a little bit more upbeat, but when it comes to the themes of those songs... They're definitely not bright and cheery. The song right now that's really just coming to my head is Blue. And the the song itself, very catchy, very upbeat. It was like stuck in my head for like three days in a row last week. But it's definitely... If you're listening to the lyrics, it is pretty dark. (laughs) Yeah. It was very clever, the use of like the contrast of this really poppy, upbeat, catchy song that's all about two guys trying to... Uh, a girl and it was just you know it's very clever and you you get there and you're jamming and you're just kind of having fun with the beat and then you sit down and you listen to the lyrics and you're just like oh 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 yeah okay (laughs) I think it was a good move that Heather's the Musical decided to change the song from Blue to You're Welcome I thought that was very appropriate personally I was originally very upset about the change because I loved Blue but then (laughs) hearing and seeing You're Welcome, the new song in place of it, it was so much better. It, you know, it still had the core message and the point of the themes of the song and the story, but it also didn't blame it all on Veronica like Blue kind of did. Right, yeah. It gave her a little more agency in the situation, which I think was really nice. As we had kind of mentioned earlier about the movie really didn't do so well in the box office when it came out in 1989. Why do you think that the movie really didn't do so well at first, but then when the musical came out, you know, it's grown into like a wildly popular musical? Yeah. Like I mentioned, it did have a really a small cult following that was very loyal and dedicated to it. And there's kind of a theme of those movies with not super big audiences, but very loyal fan bases right. getting 
turned into uh, musicals. We have Beetlejuice that unfortunately just closed, but uh, like with Heather's, the original Beetlejuice movie wasn't super big. It It's kind of a classic Halloween favorite now, but it's still, um, at the time, it was not really widely recognized. So, like, it's a bit of a nostalgia. And, you know, it only takes one or two of those people who really love this piece of work and are really dedicated to bringing it to stage to have it turn into Heathers. It also, the themes... Even though the characters themselves are kind of stereotypical and it's very extreme, the themes were still relevant when the musical got made, are still relevant today, and are going to keep being relevant for a while. You know, rates of suicide in teenagers have been increasing for a very long time, and they're Mm -hmm. steadily going up. And depression and anxiety are highest, I believe, amongst teenagers and young adults. And so the whole world of, you know, mental illness in teenagers is something that society doesn't love to acknowledge, but it's there. And it brought it to uh, the public eye a little bit. And I mean, even the musical, it didn't do great for a while. Like, it wasn't super popular. And then there was uh, a bootleg of the original show that was leaked onto YouTube. And then all of a sudden it blew up and everybody loved Heathers. So it's really interesting. They both kind of followed a similar track in that they weren't really popular initially. And then as time went on, more people found it, whether through, you know, it just being out a long time or through a bootleg on YouTube, and it blows up and it becomes a big deal. Yeah, I definitely, I feel like, um, I know bootlegs are, you know, technically illegal and everything, but it is really a good way to expose more people to different musicals, um, just because, you know, not everybody can go out and afford tickets for you know um shows like just broadway for example those tickets are some of them could get really expensive really quickly um hamilton yeah such as hamilton yeah like thousands of dollars just for like a good seat uh, yeah it's, i love theater but the whole culture around it is very classist i guess yeah like very pompous because especially with broadway which is considered like the peak of theater right um, you have to be able to afford a ticket to the show Mm -hmm. ideally you want a good seat so that's going to be expensive at least a few hundred dollars yeah Um, you also have to have some place to stay if you're not from new york which you know I think it's safe to say a majority of people are not from New York. Right. (laughs) Um, So you have to be able to afford a place to stay. You have to be able to afford to just travel, take a plane ride or whatever to New York City. Um, And all of those things are very expensive. New York is one of the most expensive places to live in America. So, you know, it's a very high cost to be involved. We've talked about you know kind of the soundtrack and the one song our love is god it's a teenage love song about love that um you know 
your love seems so big and so great in that moment. But as we see in the movie and the musical, the love between JD and Veronica ultimately comes to an end. Um, do you think that this song is something that's applicable to uh, everyday teenage love? I would say so. I mean, a lot of what happens in high school, I feel like with relationships is, you know, it is the thing to do is to get into a relationship. And so a lot of people will rush into stuff. And there's also the whole concept of love versus infatuation. You know, it might feel like love, but you're just riding off of the endorphins of being with this person and being with somebody new and with new stuff happening and it can go really far really fast really passionate hot and heavy like JD and Veronica do Mm -hmm. and then crash spectacularly obviously most high school relationships don't end in one party blowing up on the football field yeah (laughs) the same concept applies (laughs) yeah yeah you end up breaking up really either you go off to college like two different colleges or you just kind of realize you're not meant to be together anymore Yeah, high school relationships generally have an expiration date within a few years, you know? Yeah. Then, you know, and it becomes this culture of like, oh, I just got out of this relationship. I need to get into a new one. And so the cycle just keeps continuing of, you know, big, passionate relationships that end in big, explosive breakups that make everyone uncomfortable and nobody knows what to do. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, I, I was in one serious relationship in high school. And, um, well, I say serious. It's not as serious as the relationship I'm in now. You know, in the moment, though, like, it seems like you're going to be together forever. We were only together for about 10 months, and then we broke up. It was like a mutual breakup. We both just kind of felt we just weren't really meant to be together. He was a great guy. He and I are still friends. It was definitely not any sort of explosive breakup. I was kind of set up, to be honest, with the guy, because a mutual friend of ours was like, ooh, y'all should date. So it just kind of like started. I've been single forever. (laughs) We're just vibing. I'm, I'm going to thrive in college. I'm just going to go. Oh yeah. I'm going to date everyone. Yeah. (laughs) But no, there's something about when you go to college, at least this is just my opinion relationships seem so much more real. Cause you finally have freedom, you know, like, yeah. And the opportunities to do things. Like, when you're in in ninth grade, what are you going to do? Hold hands in the cafeteria? Like, (laughs) yeah. Or you get your parents to drive you to the movies together. Like, yeah, drop you off, and then they'll say, I'll be back at nine (laughs) o'clock. It's very limited. Um, And if you're in college, you've got like, maybe you've got a car. If not, There's a lot of stuff typically within a close range that you can go to and go do together. Right. Uh, And you've got the freedom of not being in the same building for eight hours a day. Right, yeah. You really can do whatever you want, honestly. Yeah, you've got a lot more freedom to meet people and do things uh, than you do in high school. So we watched the movie... Heather's in class before we saw GCSU's production of Heather's the Musical. Um, do you think that someone 
should watch the movie first and then the musical? Or do you think they should watch the musical and then watch the movie? Or do you think it even matters? I would say watch the movie first before you see the musical. I saw the musical before I saw the movie. And then I went through the movie and I ended up just like a little bit disappointed that there wasn't songs, (laughs) which is (laughs) like, I knew there wasn't going to be songs going in, but I was still disappointed. Uh, But that's just a me thing. I feel like they have the same story, but they have their own pros and cons. The one thing about the musical is unless you're willing to bootleg it, you have to have a certain level of access. There's got to be somewhere nearby that's doing a production of Heathers. Right. Um, And we were very lucky that the Georgia College was doing Heathers, and it was a very wonderful production of Heathers. It It really was. It was very well done. So I feel like if music is something that, like, if you're used to watching musicals, I would watch the movie first so that you can then go into the musical and have all of those same plot elements just enhanced Mm -hmm. rather than watching the musical and then going back to the movie, going to the movie and, like, you have so much more, so many more expectations, I feel like. If you watch the musical first and then go down to the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I definitely agree. I really liked seeing the movie first because I kind of knew what to expect, except just for the fact that there would be songs added into the whole production of it. And plus, I actually didn't really know anything about Heather's before we watched it. Well, I watched it on my own before watching it in class. And that way, when I did watch the musical, I was like really blown away at how well everything was, like well produced and all of the cast was amazing. I loved everybody that they casted for it. When they, when she had some of the cast and crew come into the class after work or like a few days after the show, I was so happy. And I know. I asked so many questions and I felt bad. I felt like I was taking up the room, but I was just like, hi, please talk to me. I know that was so cool because you see them on stage and like they're obviously in character on stage, but then when they're not on stage anymore, it's just like, oh, wow, you're a normal person just like me because I've never done theater. Um, I've always been in band growing up, so that was my thing. So just seeing like how they explained, you know, like how they would get into character or you know, what made them cope with the whole heavy themes of Heathers. Like, that was so cool to me. Yeah. I was kind of sad that I didn't get to talk to the actor who played JD. I know. I love that. He's my favorite character. I love him so much. And the performance was so good. And afterwards, when I was, like, the first night I saw the show and I was just, um, hang out with friends and we were going to go up to the stage to say hi and I was like I can't talk to him (laughs) I was like starstruck because I was like "Mm, he's so good and also his hair is so pretty I know my my boyfriend Chase he I bought a ticket for him to see the show with me and he had seen the movie already so he also knew like what to expect going into it and um he thought that the um the guy who played JD in the musical, he thought he did a better rendition of JD than Christian Slater in the movie, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's a different take on the character. The musical makes him more sympathetic. 
That's for sure. It's easier to like and sympathize with the character um, in the musical because he gets a little more richness to his character. You know, you get to learn more about his history and his relationship with his dad. And um, he has his whole song, Freeze Your Brain, which is just such a subtle allegory for like self-harm in certain ways. And you get more to JD than you do in the movie. So it's easier to like and sympathize with the actor and the character on stage than through the screen on the movie. I just love Christian Slater. I just think he's gorgeous. I mean, the actor who played JD was a very beautiful man. Um, Right, yeah. And if you're listening to this, hi. (laughs) Well, Tabitha, I'd like to thank you so much again for your time coming on Swan Thoughts today. I always love chatting with you, and I'm so excited for you to start college in the fall at Wesleyan. Um, I know that you're going to go on to do such incredible things as you move on in life. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. You can subscribe to Swan Thoughts on Apple Podcasts, and I will see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.